This is Academes, a podcast about women in academia, living the dream, or are we? Before we get started, we'd like to acknowledge five of our Patreon patrons. This week, we would like to recognize the contributions of Stephanie, Emily Duffy, Emily Peterson, Kimberly Reha, and Christine Tucker. Thanks so much for your support. It means a lot. Hey, Whitney. Hey, Sarah. Okay. We did an episode many moons ago about time management. Yeah. We were very confident that we had (laughs) smart takes on time management. And also, I even recently was thinking about how um, I learned, like, I've integrated the calendaring thing into my task management thing, like, and how how much I've learned from our podcast and talking with you. Um, And simultaneously, um, it is the COVID era, and a lot has changed in the past year since we recorded that episode. And feel like it's really important to acknowledge that and talk about how we are coping um, and getting through the day and the week and the month and the year. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Hopefully yeah, just months. Go with it. Um, yeah. In the context of all of what's happened. I think it's a good idea to kind of revisit our perspectives on how we work, how we get things done how we get through the day, because I think so much has changed. Coping strategies have changed. Time has changed. So I think it's a really good time to revisit this because a lot of people are looking at their work processes, looking at the way they live their life and, you know, need to find new strategies. As you were going through that list of like the, the, the new everything, I was thinking also location and people have changed, right? Like, the people we're surrounded by are pretty different from the people I was surrounded by a year ago. And the places I'm working are very different. So um, I like it. Everybody's situations are different. mm -hmm. So, you know, some people have new jobs, which is great. (laughs) And, you know, maybe they were teaching and now they're not teaching, or maybe they are teaching, maybe they're work from home, maybe they have to go into a new job more. So everybody's situations are different. But I think a lot of people have had transition, major transitions in their work and family life. So it's just a good time to think about how we handle all that. Yeah, I just before we got on, I saw a tweet, I can't remember the woman's name, um, who flew to Switzerland to be with her partner. Um, Mm. And so I think there are some people doing that, like making taking the plunge and traveling long distances, in this case, overseas, to be with their loved ones, because they're like, well, uh, I'm going to be shut in, I need to be shut in with people who I love, if at all possible. Okay. Well, let's talk about our situations, acknowledging like, we're kind of unique. We both live in two parent households with kids. And 
we have youngish children who live with us. Um, neither of us are teaching this semester. Mm-hmm. Um, and so given all that, how we are approaching things, I think we'll have some similarities, but also some differences. Yep. Yep. As usual. But in a whole new way, mixed up in a whole new way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the one thing that has substantially um, changed for me like I think most people is that I really don't go into the office and mm-hmm. I had been going into the office once a week. Um, it's an hour and 20 minute drop, uh, drive each direction. Um, and, and you're talking about, you've been going in once a week when, since you started at wake, but before that, were you an everyday in the office person? So this is, that's good context. I was not, oh. <laughs> but that was my choice. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I, also, not only was it my choice not to go into the office, but it was also um, alone at home with my cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's my cats and my husband and my kids. And so it wasn't that big of a shift for me. In fact, now that we're talking about it, I'm remembering towards the end of my time at UNC mm-hmm. thinking this is a great time for me not to spend a a ton of time in the office just to avoid like awkward goodbyes Mm -hmm. and like whatever. Um, And then it went from being very much under my control and a decision I had made to, oh, (laughs) I'm stuck at home forever now. Yeah. I kind of relate to that because I liked working from home a lot too. I think, you know, my baby's about a month, I mean, a year and a half old, 18 months. And so, immediately in my maternity leave I worked at home a lot and I kept liking the idea of working at home but I'd say I tried to work at home one or two days a week and I always really enjoyed it or but often it wasn't at home it would be like I'd go to a coffee shop I just wouldn't be at work but now it's really at home yeah yes yeah and that that's a good point too because it used to be that my days could take me anywhere like if I weren't if I like wasn't making progress on something, I might need just a change of pace. So I'd go up to the front of my neighborhood and sit at a cafe and work there Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. Or if I'd be like, I, I, I have a bunch of meetings. I want to be in the office or whatever. I do like going into the office because it really defines my day. Like I have to, if I'm going to take a run, I have to do that obviously before I go into the office and I'm going to get home at a certain time, but I don't like going in right now because nobody's there. And that, that's sad. Well, could we start, could we start first thing in the morning? Like has what time you wake up in the morning changed? (laughs) As indicated on our um, season opener, I'm getting up later and later and I need to change that because I'm I told you before we started um recording that I'm working on a grant and it's a really tight turnaround mm-hmm. and so I've been working really late at night and in the morning just like laying in bed and feeling I don't know unmotivated um so I, I'll, I'll wake up. I go downstairs. I don't even help with the kids anymore in the morning. Yeah. Ben's down there. He's worked out at like whatever. He gets up early and okay. he's taking care of the kids. Um, I mean, not they're nine and 12, so yeah. they get themselves dressed and their teeth brushed and he makes them breakfast. I go on my run 
And then I get home and I shower and I whatever, have a day of meetings or writing. But or let's whatever. go back to your wake up time. Why do you have to wake up earlier? Like this is kind of uh, one of the maybe like unintended silver linings. I think a lot of people are shifting and waking up later and not needing to wake up to an alarm. And maybe that's something you could just embrace. I think that I actually want to start waking up earlier, but I have specific reasons for that. But like, why do you have to? Well, I want to hear your reasons for why you want to wake up earlier, but um, thank you. That's so nice. <laughs> you don't have to. I wish I wish you lived in my head. <laughs> because the the internal monologue is like, you lazy piece of shit. Your husband is downstairs making breakfast for the children and he's been up for two hours and you are laying in bed scrolling Twitter. What is wrong with you? Okay, let me tell you about my household. Maybe it'll give you a different perspective. So I'm an early bird. I function best first thing in the morning and Louis is more of a night owl. He functions best. He actually probably peaks between four at 9 p.m. But anyway, Mm. we're both introverts and we like having some time in the day that is just private time. And so traditionally, I've gone to bed earlier than Louis. And so after I went to bed was his like time alone to have a house to himself, Mm. just him and the dog doing whatever Mm. he wants to do. Mm. And as I've started to stay up later, he's getting grumpier because he doesn't get his alone time. But the problem is I'm staying up later because like I want alone time. And theoretically, I could get it in the morning, but then sometimes the kids are awake and it's hard for me to ignore them. What time do your kids get up? Maybe 6.30. Okay. They're like awake. So you'd have to wake up really early. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, like I've just kind of shifted and started staying up later, Um, but, but it's really disrupted our pattern and I'm missing out on my best, freshest hours Uh because i know uh my best work hours are in the morning but i've been having trouble what i used to be able to do is sometimes if louis was taking care of the kids i would leave the house and go to a coffee shop at like 7 Uh 30 in the morning and so i would get those work hours without being distracted by the kids now that it's all work from home even if i get up early i end up just getting pulled into kids stuff because there's nowhere to go Maybe yeah. I should actually start going to my office sometimes early in the morning because I could do that. This is giving me ideas already. Okay. But anyway, I guess my point is we both, my in my family, we both crave alone time. I used to get it in the morning. He used to get it in the evening. But because I've just been staying in the house, the early morning alone time hasn't worked for me with the kids. But maybe we just found a solution. Yeah. But anyway, I see it as a plus that our schedules are a little bit out of sync because we get together time. But then we also get alone time. It's actually a beautiful strategy for me to take care of the kids in the morning and him to do the evening. So when you say alone time, like if Louie is also up at night, so when you have been shifting later and later, is that Mm -hmm. when you say alone time, do you guys, you and Louie, have your separate places at night? He Lately. would love, his ideal is to have the whole house to himself. He <laughs> likes it. Like, he really is an introvert. Like, mm. he just, and, but he's a very social introvert, so he's with people all day, even on the Zoom. Like, he just wants silence. He wants to not have to worry about anybody else's presence. I mean, where is the you are married to me button? Because I need to push it. <laughs> I, I also, like, I 
relish having a completely empty house. Yeah. I really that's, that's do. That's what he would love. Um, it's, it, there's something about it and it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to do with sound. I, I don't, and maybe a little bit, I have no idea, but it really, this is really helpful actually, because I run, but that, that is my only time of being 100% alone. And that is a problem. Yeah. So I think we've identified if you can shift your daily schedule to a way that works for you just go with that don't worry about it don't worry about expectation so i mean i think that's the thing is like if i could wake up earlier mm-hmm. so that i so that i don't know maybe i could work i don't i don't know cuz i i don't want it to be work time i want it to be like yep just me yeah. but i don't where, where do i go i don't know well Anyway, maybe we could think about this. I like this idea, but I think, and also the idea, if you live, if you are in a situation where you have less alone time than you used to have, and you're kind of confined as to where you can go to be alone, think about where you can get that, because you might be missing that. Maybe that's a reason that you're stressed. For people who live alone, they might have the opposite problem, where they have to build in natural ways to have human contact. So I don't know, maybe that's a dynamic of something people haven't realized that they're missing that's changed, like their kind of ratio of alone to social time. And maybe that needs to be adjusted. I definitely didn't realize it until we were just talking about, cause until you were talking about Louis just wanting the whole house to himself. And I like got a pang of, <gasps> I remember that. <laughs> maybe we can talk about another strategy. So one thing that I have done recently we were just getting fed up of being in the house by ourselves. So one day I got a hotel room and mostly just to give him some space because he would rather not leave the house, but he would like time alone. Mm-hmm. And our kids are in daycare. So during the day, there doesn't have to be anybody else there if I'm not there. And so then that was a success, but we don't want to spend all our money on hotel rooms. <laughs> So I like emailed somebody at my church and said, like, if you know of anybody who's going to be gone and would be willing for me to like stay at their house, let me know. And so somebody from church let me stay at their house, which was really Mm -hmm. great while they Mm -hmm. were out um, for several days. And it just is in town, but it was lovely to be in a different place. And they live near, you know, botanical garden. It was a nice Mm -hmm. change of pace. Mm -hmm. And then Mara, um, our creative director and co-owner of Academes had like some vouchers for a local hotel in a neighboring city and gave them to us. And Louis went to stay there for a couple days. So I think it's time to get super creative about what you need. And if you need alone time, think like, could I stay in somebody else's house? Could I do something that might not cost money? Um, does somebody have points, hotel points? And I can just go stay in a hotel around the mm-hmm. corner and it can be mm-hmm. nice. Okay, this is great. I yes. Okay. So, I think the other dimension of my experience that is giving me trouble and I've been mm-hmm. trying to work through this um to really articulate it and I I'm not there yet is that it used to be that my workday was broken up into tiny chunks. Not tiny, but like I would have very and I I'm just working Um, so, I mean, I probably sit down to work at like nine 30 and then I'm working pretty much consistently until like, 
I don't know. The kids interrupt me a little bit and I'm very grateful that I have a situation where it, you know, they're older. We also have somebody coming in to kind of run interference for my kids while they're Mm -hmm. doing virtual learning. Um, so they interrupt a little bit, but not a ton. And, um, so not to whine about it, but I do end up, (laughs) this is so pathetic. Oh, I end up working until like five. But it's a major problem because, you know, people talk about work. Like I, you know, sometimes people who are stay-at-home parents say that they envy their like partners who get to go out and work because that's not all work time like you get to socialize Mm -hmm. and you talk to people and you take breaks and you go out for lunch and you walk from one building to another yes and so this is a major problem when you're literally stationary in one place for your whole day you could literally just have meeting to meeting to meeting yes and i do yeah i do but in person you'd have to build in some transition time to walk from one place to the other even to walk from one office to the other like there would just be all these built-in breaks because of physical change in location this and nobody that would be the expectation yeah yeah it's it's not like it was before and so i think there are a number of things we need to do like i think we have to not schedule meetings back to back i think we need to not schedule one hour meetings so this is another thing what is the <sighs> ideal length of a video conference meeting 30 minutes i mean i, think, I gotta tell yeah. you after that i'm yeah I think we need to make a social movement. <laughs> social movement. It started here. Meeting. Hashtag it started 30 here. minute meeting. I saw it on Twitter. Somebody somebody said that somebody in the department was trying to schedule like a two and a half hour meeting or something what? on Zoom. Everybody's like, what's happening? No, 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 no. I think Zoom meetings should be shorter. I think if, it, if an in-person meeting would have been an hour, you should try to do it in 30 minutes for Zoom. Mm-hmm. Yes. But don't stack yeah. 30 minute meeting after 30 minute <laughs> meeting. That's another problem. I, um, somebody, somebody also, I gave them, um, like a time range that I was available and the range was like two hours and she scheduled a two hour meeting with me. I was like, I hope it's not going to take the full two hours. (laughs) Do you think it got through? Because I think people are confused because people don't know the expectations. So I think we have to like work harder. We have to be more explicit. Like sometimes I will say, um, let's schedule a 30 minute meeting, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just too, it's too much. And we're not all on the same page. We're all still kind of adjusting. And some people are using old norms, but those are old pre-COVID norms. We don't do that. We don't have a one hour default. And it, so the other thing, um, kind of in the context of having children is that, and we talked a little bit about this on the division of labor episode, um, about how sometimes kind of being the sole parent who is around in the moment is helpful mm-hmm. just in the sense that you're not, neg- you're not kind of doing the mental negotiation of like, should I be doing this? Or are they doing this? Like, did I get up last time or did they get up or whatever? It's like, you know, so it used to be, I would pick my kids up from the bus stop and mm-hmm. I was with them until Ben got home at six. And so I, that was just my time. And then I, and now it's all that negotiation and it's yeah. not, it's, it's, it, to me, it is an added thing. Like I said, <laughs> I'm not getting up in the morning and making breakfast. So yeah, I mean, I think that's a win that's, for you. So maybe that's that right. And I should just view that as a win because Ben isn't like, you slug, get up. You're not helping. <laughs> um, but maybe I'm, he's like, thank goodness she's still in bed so I can just run this <laughs> show the way I want. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> 
Um, but it yeah. does. Yeah. And I also, so here's another thing. I looked at Jane tonight and I was like, I miss you. She's yeah. here all day, every day, but like, you know, she's learning online and she's like, having socially distant get-togethers with friends in the neighborhood and I really don't spend any quality time with her because I'm always with her yeah I kind of feel that I think that a little bit we'll talk about this later even with like vacation I feel like the normal social things we would do where I'd get kind of to experience something with my kid in a new way like we'd be going to birthday parties or we'd be just doing out of the ordinary things together that would be planned outings Mm -hmm. and i think we take walks and do things but it's not quite the same there's not kind of the spark of like a very out of the ordinary thing that you know i think makes me like pay more attention and be more present and lets me see my kid in a new way and in a fresh Mm -hmm. light because it's just something different yeah yeah and so um Lou and August are in daycare, right? Yes. Or no, yeah, okay. So so like does does that feel like when they get home, do you feel a little bit I don't know, does that help a little bit or but you can't go anywhere. You can't like have so, a special little time with them or whatever. Yeah. So this is the new wrinkle. I had been getting up later, but now that Lou has started remote kindergarten, oh, the world of remote learning. Right now, his first session is 8 a.m., which is later than we had been getting him to daycare. So now I'm actually more tired because I'm waking up earlier, but I'm still working as late. And so I actually need to shift my work day to end my work day earlier, but I haven't Mm -hmm. done that yet. So now... And what's preventing that the alone time thing? Yeah. You wanted more alone time. Yeah. And I just need to change my schedule. Like I kind of had a norm where people could schedule me up to like five, but now I need to say, don't schedule me up to five. I need to kind of move some of my meetings earlier. And that's just like Mm -hmm. a process that I need to initiate that I could very well do. So I think kind of the shit. So anyway, when they get home from school, I'm tired (laughs) because I've been up too long. (laughs) But it's fine. So it's, it's a little bit of a scramble and all our schedules are adjusting. So this is another thing. Like I think with, you know, over the summer, we all kind of moved a little bit later. And now with school starting and a school schedule, and I knew this would happen when I started in like the public school system because they had schools start earlier here. Everything's kind of shifting. So some of this is just like, you know, when things change with other people in your family to a different schedule, you have to adjust. So I'm still mm-hmm. in a transition. Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of adjusting. Um... I, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Just the well, breaks. Okay. I want to emphasize people need breaks during the day. I like that you do your exercise first thing in the day. I've been moving my exercise around, but I have decided I at least need an hour to take a walk or do something. Like, I think that if I don't do it intentionally, I'm just sitting at the computer all day and that's terrible. So I do want everybody to think about like, when are you going to block out time dedicated to just movement if you're somebody who's in a yeah. work from home job? Yes. And also, I mean, this afternoon, I, um, I've been working on this grant and I was just, you know, you get to that place when you're writing a grant and you're like, this is awful. I'm bad at this. (laughs) I, I'm not cut out for this job. I'm clearly not capable of doing this work. I, this is just awful. 
I shouldn't even submit it. This and is I, funny because <laughs> I actually don't have that. I just have the avoidance where I'm like, oh, I feel overwhelmed. It's too much to do. I won't start. But once I'm in it, I'm like, this is good. The whole way through, you don't get into the place where you're like, I'm a horrible researcher. I shouldn't do this for a living. <laughs> you don't do. No, it's just You're me. like, just me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Forget I said anything. <laughs> I get get to the place where I'm like, I don't know how to fix this. I'm so sick of it. I don't know what to do, you know? Okay. That's, we just have our own like different (laughs) manifestation of the feeling of like, I, like I'm stuck. Yes. But, but then like, (laughs) so this is the other thing. The dinners that I've been making have been like progressively more and more pathetic. Yeah. (laughs) So, So today, um, this is where it gets real. At least I'm making dinner. I mean, I don't every yeah. night by any stretch, but like tonight we had some, I, I had picked up a rotisserie chicken and we okay. had some leftover and I shredded it up and I put it on chips and I put Dude, that's some chicken nachos. It. I was like, chicken nachos. That's a salsa, solid meal. Yeah, totally. That's a solid um, meal. I should give myself a break. I just didn't have to, yeah. like, I didn't turn anything on. I didn't chop anything. I didn't do that. That is success. There but has why did been. I, bring it up? I don't oh, know. Oh wait! Oh, because because I finished working. I I got to that place where I'm like I'm a piece of shit with the grant, and then I got up <laughs> and I shredded the chicken, and I like made dinner, and I watered my plants, and then um I played wiffle ball with Henry in the backyard, oh, nice. and 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 then I got back in, and I'm and I had the conscious thought of like. The worst thing you could do is not just submit your best effort on this, and who knows? Yeah. And I felt refreshed, and that that makes all the difference. Do you think it was just a break to just do something different? Totally. I'm. This is a very long-winded way of me doubling down on what you said, like scheduling in time to move and like not be at your desk is critical. Do you have a? How do you decide when you're done for the day? That's the problem, Whitney, because here's what happens. So, okay, you know, I sit down at like 930, whatever, sometimes a little bit earlier. I go through my day and usually like the cats get fed at five and that's when I yell at one of my kids to feed the cats and we start like working towards making dinner. And so then from like five until... 8 30 when my kids go to bed is really my time just to kind of be with my family okay only you know my kids are older now so they shower on their own and they brush their teeth on their own and you know all all of that stuff um and so I do have there are definitely chores that I need to do around the house Mm -hmm. um but it is additional time that I could work, and lately I have been working during that time. Hmm. Um, it's because not... of the grant. <sighs> yes, yes, okay. this yes. I think it's the grant, which is going to go in really, really soon. Um, but, but then you know, like I also really do like working in the evening. That was something I always liked in the yeah. before times. I loved that. I loved, like, maybe I'd have a glass of wine and do a little bit of work. Maybe I'd just, like, I don't know, have a cup of tea and do a little bit of work. Yeah. 
Um, and I really got some of my best work done. Um, this and- sounds like this is working for you. This sounds like you need to just wake up later and you can do that because Ben's got the mornings and you just shift your work a little bit. You take a break for kid time and then you shift and do some evening work, which is fine. You are, you're like a second therapist. You really are. Because <laughs> I do. I, I honestly feel like my therapist would probably say the same thing. She's like, it sounds like it's working. So why are you beating yourself up? And I'm like, because I'm you need doing to, well, it wrong. The only thing I hear is you need to sleep later. Um, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think we figured okay, that out. We, yeah. Okay, we fixed Sarah's daily we, schedule. I'm good now. <laughs> is there anything else about your daily schedule that you, like, would want to change? Um, daily, no. Yeah. Okay. So can we talk about what, like, what your strategy is going to be for... I want to start going to bed earlier um, and waking up earlier. And the waking up earlier has started to happen just because... Well, one thing is we have a robot vacuum and <laughs> its internal clock has gotten messed up because the battery went down. So sometimes the clock gets messed up and then it just goes off at a weird time because it doesn't know what time it is. And lately it's been going <laughs> off earlier and I haven't fixed it because I think it's helping me start to get up earlier. So that's my strategy. <laughs> you're gonna rely. You're gonna rely on your Roomba. I know. I'm like, I oh, know. I don't wake up to an alarm, but I've made my Roomba my alarm. Well, maybe. What are you looking like? What What do you do in the morning? Like, what What's the incentive for you to get up right now? Ideally, I would get up and meditate. And honestly, mm-hmm. this conversation has made me realize. Ideally, I would leave the house. Mm-hmm. And I have started going to a campus office um, once a week. And so maybe I will experiment with trying to go directly there, like on a day where Louie's doing all the childcare early in the morning. Yeah. yeah. And that might actually help because it does feel good. I feel good when I get up and work straight away. And then I can get in a couple hours of work and then I could exercise. This also would be like my alone time and getting my work time done early. And I just know I feel better when I do that. I think that's great. That sounds really good. Yeah. So that's going to be the that's going to be the goal. And I, ideally I would do some meditation too. But I think leaving the house is going to be key for me cuz I just get distracted by the kids. I just I can't I can't yeah. help it. Yeah. 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 They're so cute. Oh, they are so cute. I like Henry is is he's lost all of his baby fat. It makes me very sad. He's like full-fledged little boy. Mm. Anyway. Okay. Um, Not the day. <laughs> so, so, um, but here's what I'll say is that it have, I have gotten much more protective over my weekends. Yeah. Um, because I'm like, this is it. This is it. I, if I'm going to be going full throttle all week and that's yeah. what it feels like lately, I do force myself to just disconnect as much as possible and i i I might i might fudge that this weekend because of the grant but if i don't have to i'm not going to with this i want to circle back a little bit to people who are doing remote school for kids at home i think that situation your daily schedule is totally different i apologize on behalf of our country to you you should not be in this situation i encourage you to get any help you can to just get 
a break, even if it's just swapping with somebody to watch your kids outside. Like, so that's something. Mm. And also with that situation, the weekends become less defined. So I like this idea of trying to define the weekends, even if you are at home with your family all week. What can you do to define the weekends or whatever days you want to make rest days? So how do you what's your weekend and how do you demarcate it as being different? I mean, I think that's a good idea. And, and, and maybe there are some people who, for whatever reason, can't like I, I you're right about the people who uh, we did hire somebody to kind of run interference for the, the remote learning. Um, not everybody can do that. And um, so maybe it's just reserving part of days of the week mm-hmm. instead of if you if you need to work every day because you literally can't get the work done. Um, if you don't work at least a little every day, but like maybe reserving a chunk of time yeah. throughout the day. I have a friend who um, um, has her husband has a heart condition and really they're trying to be very cautious around COVID. And so they've just been working, both of them with the kids in the house. They have two very young kids and it has just been hard. And so they've kind of formed a bubble with some neighbors who have a young kid. And so they do like a swap mm-hmm. where it's four of them among two couples. And so they rotate, I think four days a week, one of the adults will have all four kids, you know, um, so that the other three will have these kind of reserved blocks of time. And so one of the four blocks, you know, you get the kids, but otherwise you get like concentrated time. Um, so people are kind of doing all sorts of things, but yeah. We should definitely solicit ideas um, from listeners about how what other kind of hacks they're working yeah um some people just get up really early and work really late but that sounds so exhausting i mean naps for those people does yeah oh my gosh naps i just uh i didn't nap before i had kids and now i mean especially well no no you know what i haven't been napping recently because that is another Mm. thing that i used to do while i was alone I, would nap. I think you've got a nap. Is it just you? Do you think they'd interrupt you if you tried to nap? Or you just it's harder to nap when everybody's just in the house? It's harder, I think. That's it. Yeah. Um But you know, so here's another thing is um and I think we've talked about this a little maybe or maybe I'm thinking of the effort report when they talked about this, but without any travel, yes. like there were some We're starting huge... to get into the week to week section. Can yeah. we finish weekends first and then we'll go to Yeah, that? yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I really miss church. Aww. Church on Sundays was like a solid break for me. And I like wouldn't work on Sundays. That was always my goal. But even if I did some work, like this was time where I was physically in a different space. And like going to church was just a very physical experience. It's social, it's physical, you're up, you're down, you're singing, like you're having to fill your lungs to get the air to like sing and pray and hum. And so it's just kind of the change of scenery, the physicality, the social, the spiritual. And I miss it. And so we have video church and it's nice. And even some drive through communion. I know some places will have like outdoor services or something and people, you know, some of the people like that, some don't. But my weekends are not as restorative as they used to be. And also just the kids are around a lot. I used to have more like play dates I would do. Yes. And so my one play date person doesn't like. So that's a whole thing. We also were talking you, me and Mara about just every social interaction 
is a more tiring negotiation yes. than it used to yes. be because you have to figure out if your norms match with people and what people's thresholds are. And so mm-hmm. our, you know, usual play date person doesn't want to do play dates anymore. And so, yeah, like I had some kind of, that was kind of my chill time where the kids would go run around. I would kick back, <laughs> you know. I am really hoping that um, fall brings more play dates because I I do feel bad. I'm like, guys, you've got to go outside. And they're like, yeah. it's a million degrees. And I, I don't want to go outside at like noon in North Carolina <laughs> in August. Ew. We want to hear from you. What do you think of this episode? Tell us about your experience as an academe. You can reach us on Twitter at Academes Podcast, by email at academespodcast at gmail.com, or please leave us a voicemail at 919-666-7301. And if you like what you hear, rate us on your favorite podcast app. It'll help people find us. So anyway, I just, yeah, weekends are more those are the times where I feel actually the most change because my weekend Hmm. pattern is more stressful. It just doesn't have the rituals of relaxation and the rituals of like spiritual communion and social communion that I found restorative. I am going to put a pin in the restorative thing. And that's, I think that's the thing that has been so hard are these, um, um, habits, what's the word I'm looking for? Like rituals, these rituals that mark days and weeks and months. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't. You know, I'm not religious, but we did have things that would mark the week, like, you know, <laughs> drop my poor kids off at Sunday school so they know that yep. they're Jews. Hello. Um, <laughs> these are your people. <laughs> like, hey, what's up, Jews? Um, <laughs> are you going to Costco, too? Yeah, me, too. <laughs> That's a ritual. <laughs> but it's a ritual. Um, inscribed in the whatever. <laughs> um. But, like, also, and we do have things, like, actually, we do, it's, like, so bad. But on the week, on Friday nights, we order pizza, pepperoni pizza, because we I keep love it. kosher. Shrimp. Do you add shrimp to it? <laughs> we add some shrimp <laughs> and some, some yeah, um, shredded pork um, this, on this our This actually pizza. feels very on brand, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> And in the midst of our pizza Fridays, we light the Shabbos candles. Love it. <laughs> and we, Ben and I, um, like do the prayer over the pizza. Oh. We and and um, instead of wine, we have beer because <laughs> we're kind of beer people. Um, is this so, new or is this something no. we've always done? We've okay. always done. We've always it. done. But that's kind of honestly the only thing I can think of. That is like a ritual that marks the the week. Yeah. Um. And and honestly, like that. You know what? Oh my god, this is so sad. It used to be 
that when the kids would get up for school, Henry, I'd have to drag their asses out of bed mm. and they were sleepy and like heavy and they'd cuddle up in bed with me for like, we would, we would get up early for a half hour snuggle every morning and we haven't done that. And Is I miss it? that so much. Yeah. Ugh. Now my kids get up and watch television and it is contentious because I'm like, I'm a bad parent. You are an uninspired child. You had all those years of snuggles. I think you have uh, that in the bank. Those good parent points no. in the bank. Oh my God. They were so good. It wasn't for good parenting. They were just so snuggly. It was the only time. Well, anyway. Oh, how do I get that back? I'm sorry. I do not know. Grandchildren? <laughs> yes. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. Live your life right. You get to have grandchildren. It's apparently the best thing ever. Apparently. I've heard. Yeah. Okay. But this is making me think about instating more weekly rituals for the family. I still kind of will take a walk and sometimes listen to my church video while walking. I've discovered that's mm. actually the way I like to experience it. Um, but then that's not a family activity because the kids just don't like watching the Zoom church that much. Um, yeah. So I need hard. a family ritual. Okay. This is actually helpful. A family ritual to mark the week. Um, one thing that has been successful as far as the pattern of the week is we used to have a Saturday morning babysitter. Um, and this was super helpful because then Louis could sleep late because he likes to sleep late. And I could go and exercise in the morning on Saturday mornings. And we actually have kept that up via. Um, FaceTime. So how our, does that work? You wrote that, and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> so we've been we've had the same babysitter for years and years and years before August was born, and so Lou knows her really well, and um, she FaceTimes us, and it shows up on my iPad at like seven thirty in the morning, and I bring the iPad up to Lou, and I just leave it there, and she like talks to him. And Aww. he's very chatty. So I think it works because he's a very chatty child. Oh my God. And like, this is like they're like the having conversation. Thing. Yeah. She's like talking to him about her day and she's at home and they have a bunch of animals at her house. She shows her. I mean, they're like <sighs> literally having a conversation. And, you know, when it's time for breakfast, he'll bring the iPad down. And so he sets it up on the kitchen table. So they're still chatting and she's eating breakfast at her table with her family. And like he's eating breakfast, and that is so cute. She'll like read him books. We actually got some books sent to her house. Um, and she's an this early education brilliant. major in college too, so she like loves kids and yeah. And so, like, oh my gosh, side hustle for early education majors yeah. like so, Zoom. Yeah, like five hours. Yeah, five hours. It is incredible. That is incredible. And so he like That's... sometimes does this thing. Sometimes she's uh, ends up staring up at the ceiling, you know, or they get disconnected. <laughs> but, you know, then I get a ping on my phone. Is she like Lou? Yeah. Lou. Sometimes she <laughs> point will be it like, towards Lou. me. Yes. Yeah. And so you know she's flexible, and I mean they just kind of they kick it. And so now August will be up in his crib, and so we're kind of getting extra babysitting out of her because she she loves babies too i mean he's just in his crib but you know so mm -hmm. um and they're hanging out there and so louis will go and get august and feed him and then you know sometimes they'll have the ipad set up and they're playing and she's doing whatever anyway so that's so actually something that works well and so it is nice because louis can sleep later if anything happened she would call me <laughs> and i can be yeah. out of the house like going for a walk or exercising or something 
Mm-hmm. So this is reminding me, um, I mean, I feel you can tell my <laughs> psychosis that I just like the amount of time that my children spend on screens is remarkable. It is overwhelming how much time. So I feel a little bit ambivalent about this, but like Henry has a friend who lives um, in Western North Carolina and they would spend the whole day on, on like they will watch movies together. They'll like, they'll pause it and they'll be like one, two, three. They both love Star Wars. So they'll watch that. They'll, they'll like send each other weird emojis and whatever. They're having the best time. They get along so well and they would probably stay on for five hours. I think, I think just, I would let it go. <laughs> Do you cut it off? You're like, you have to, like, stop. Usually not with him. I, I won't yeah. cut it off with him. But with Jane, so Jane, all of her friends now have either a phone or an iPad or something. She's got an iPod Touch. Mm-hmm. And they are on, you know, they're texting, they're calling, they're doing FaceTime, whatever. And I just... Today, she was playing Minecraft with her friend who lives a street over. And I was like, get out of here. Go over to her house. Go sit on the, the screen porch. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have older children. So, other people can weigh in on that. But my children do watch a lot more screens than they would otherwise. Mm-hmm. So. And maybe that's okay. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see yeah, what we'll happens. We'll out. do the studies in 20 years. <laughs> Um, but also kind of like, I, I think I would look forward. I, I don't know. There was like an arc to uh, across the weeks, Mm -hmm. um, that I don't have anymore. And I think part of that is like, you know, I traveled a lot and I liked, I liked traveling. So let's talk about the week to week, the variation, just week to week over the course of you know, a few months, I think the lack of travel is a huge thing. Like we talked about needing to break up the day. I think that like, especially academic conferences for me and visiting other Mm -hmm. campuses, it really broke up time and like gave me something to look forward to. It was just a break and a break in the pattern. Break in the pattern, like in terms of time, physical location, um, um social connection yes yes like people who yeah uh, um and i did i like oh i could really use a transatlantic flight to get some stuff done (laughs) i think that's another big thing like my writing this is a whole nother thing probably um but yeah it would be dedicated time where i wasn't expecting to be on And I feel like I have more permission to just say, I'm not going to attend to every email that comes in. I'm going to really focus on like Mm. writing sometimes. Sometimes I'd be super productive. Or if you're presenting at a conference, it's a time where you're just thinking about this project, maybe getting new insights. Yeah. And I I liked it was I yeah, I miss it. And so what are fixes for that? (sighs) Well, one thing. So you know, when I would travel, I'd put on my away message. And it was seen as a time when, like, the expectations for responding to other daily stuff would be gone. Or I'd say, oh, I have a conference coming up. So I'd reschedule meetings. I would block out times with no meetings and kind of just people would build in that expectation. 
And so I don't know if we need to do more just like setting our away message to have Mm -hmm. some concentrated time where we don't have our standing meetings or where there's just a break. I don't know what you think about that. I mean, I think that's good. And I think that needs to become a norm. Um, And I have seen people say, like, I'm going on vacation. And I don't ask, like, are you going out of town? Or is it a staycation? Like, that's not my business. But I totally respect that. It didn't like doesn't make me think, oh, they're just trying to whatever game the system. They're really going to be at home. And what? who cares? But I think that we need to just be more overt about that. I, I actually had a similar idea recently because a couple of things are happening as I've been at wake and I'm kind of reorienting and, and trying to kind of reposition myself and take a step back and think about my career and Mm -hmm. where it's going, fresh start stuff. Um, I realized, God, I have so many meetings back to back to back. It's just ridiculous. Like I'm not that important. I'm not that senior. How, why? They accrue over time. Jeez. So I I had done something early in the pandemic, actually, as I was approaching leaving UNC and starting at Wake, I blocked several days. Mm -hmm. I blocked like Mondays and Fridays for like three or four weeks. Yeah. And it was just for strategic planning for like, Mm. you know, myself. And I... What I need to do, this is what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to go into my calendar and I, it's not going to work for a little while, but I'm going to block days. Yes. It's good. But my problem is sometimes I let let meetings encroach. So we need to be accountable to each other. Yeah, because I will. I'm like, oh, for that person. Yeah. Or like, oh, but that's important. You know, that that person's so busy. I would just want them. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to be accountable to each other. Okay. But I think it's a good, I think it's a good strategy. I think we should, we should like list, not the days, but like how many for over like a three month (sighs) period or something coming up and be like, I kept this many days. Oh, that is good. Yeah, let's do it. I think I'm going to (laughs) lose. Okay. This is good. This is, this is good. Actually, like this is a challenge. Maybe we can start Mm -hmm. tracking it in our weekly um, meeting. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Oh, you're taking it. You're making it real. (laughs) Yeah. Because it really was great. It was very helpful. Mm -hmm. I think another thing that travel gave you, it it was an easy screening way to say no. So like before I could get a request to come to something and I might look at my calendar and be like, oh, I can't because I'm at a conference that week or oh, I can't. Or if it was a request for to give a seminar and it involved travel. You know, I'm like, oh, well, I'm teaching that week. I can't. But now that you might get invitations to do everything virtually, like that excuse of like, I can't (gasps) travel is gone. And so it's so much easier to just say yes to everything, whereas you wouldn't have normally been able to say yes to everything if it really involved traveling to a different city. So I have to I think it actually requires a doubling down on priorities and boundaries. This is this is huge. I had not thought about that. And I mean, I read your part of the the kind of outline, but I don't think it really resonated in the way hearing you say it. Yes. I mean, I am agreeing to a lot of stuff that otherwise I wouldn't be doing. Um, mm. And it's exhausting. 
I think, you know, it's interesting to me that um, as our time is being redefined in the context of kind of just the way we're working and the way we have to work, um, I personally am not very reflective about it. I'm just kind of reacting to what's in front of me. And it takes conversations like this to be like, this is not my fault. Like this is, this is because of a complete shift in the way we operate now. And structural Sarah, it's structural and (laughs) it can be fixed by being like, we know better. We know this is bad. Yeah. And I think we just had systems that we had adapted to the way we used to work. And now we have to make new systems, which is exhausting. And it takes, it takes a space to reflect instead of just go, 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 go. Yeah. I kind of hit a wall where I realized I had not been doing my weekly planning since March. It was really funny because I had had kind of a weekly planning thing I got from the National Center for Faculty Development and Diversity, which is super helpful where I do my time blocking. And I think I realized a few weeks ago that I went back to my document where I do it and I like hadn't done it since March. And I'm like, that makes sense. That's why I feel so discombobulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think uh, I'm trying to get into more reflective practices on a weekly basis as well. And I if I recall, help. that was that was a, a pretty substantial ritual for you, too. It always That marked helps. the week, too. Yes. Ideally, I do it on mm-hmm. Fridays, and that helps me kind of prioritize what to do at the end of a week when I'm really tired and to go into the weekend with a clear sense of how I want to spend my weekend time. And so ideally, I will do that on Fridays. And I've, I've tried to reinstitute it the past couple of weeks, and I haven't been 100% successful, but I am making an effort to do that because I think the... Reflection, even on a week-to-week basis, helps me a lot. Um, And so then the next step up is the semester plan, and I can't even fathom that. But I am trying to think a little bit about priority setting, because now I have, for what I'm starting to do this COVID stuff, I have more projects now that I can do, and I'm falling behind and feeling guilty. But the problem is I don't have a good sense of where do I want to be putting my time. I can't just say yes to everything. And so I've been haphazard with it. And I really need to sit down and do some strategic planning so I can have some quick screening tools about what to say yes and what Mm -hmm. to say no to. Because otherwise I just feel guilty and it sits there and I don't respond and I avoid it and I agree to too much. And it's, yeah. So we are going to um, later in this season have um, a conversation about a book that has helped me say no, but I I think that mm-hmm. there we probably should do something specifically about kind of um saying no. This is a little bit of a tangent, but I'll just say in my recent exploration of how I can position myself optimally to achieve my goals, it has become clear to me um that I'm scared. I'm scared that I'm going, if I don't say yes to everything, that I won't succeed. Yeah. Which I think is academia so... trains that into you. I think it, it makes you, the scarcity mindset, like it just. Yes. Yeah. I resonate I, with that. I, if anybody is listening has um, insight into this, please let us know. 
write yeah. to us because I, I, um, it, it feels like something you can't just dip your toe in, you know, and be like, oh, like, I'm just going to try to say, be like much more selective about what I do. That's it. First of all, it's, it's like, you know, moving an enormous ship. It takes a really long time. You can't go very quickly in either direction. We're getting off topic, but it's just... But we should come back to this. But I think you can yeah. dip your toe. And I think experimenting with saying no to the thing that... I don't know. I think there's like edged things where you know it'll be okay to say no and you just practice on that low stakes kind of thing. <sighs> the low stakes ones are easier than yeah. the ones where you're like, really? Am I going to... Anyway. Anyway. Well, okay. Yeah. Ritual things that have worked for me. The remote babysitting has been a good ritual. Um, the therapy, I continue therapy. Yes, me too. Bi-weekly, actually alternate weeks between individual and couples. And that works pretty well for insurance purposes. That helps too. Can't be on the same day or our insurance does not like it. Um, (laughs) and what else is working well in weekly? Oh, I have a, um, workout class I used to do live once a week and I loved the teacher and it had all stopped at my gym, and then the teacher's husband had cancer and recently died mm. a few months ago. Mm. Um, and she has recently reinstituted her workout classes, and so it's live, okay. and I do it, and I actually really like it because you can kind of see the other people because it's a Zoom, and it's a lot of older ladies, and I love it. I like seeing them, and it makes me feel like oh, friends, you know, seeing yes. the teacher, but also seeing the other people. And it's more motivating to me than a pre-recorded class, even if the pre-recorded class is great. Like the familiarity of like, these are real people who live in my town that I actually know. And it's in real time. So if I like stop the video, they would notice. (laughs) (laughs) So this is making me think, uh, uh, you know, early in the pandemic, I had like a Zoom happy hour every night. And I then I was like, no more. Too I don't much. want any of this. Too much. But it's really scaled back to nearly nothing. And yeah. and intermittently I will have like a socially distant dinner or uh, you know, a walk. I do have this okay, so this is a thing. I um my two closest friends in the area, mm-hmm. um, we didn't, you know, we'd, we'd always meet at Chipotle in the before times uh-huh. and eat dinner together and spend like three hours at Chipotle yeah. just talking. And, but we would struggle to get that on the calendar. And so it would be like every couple months, every few months. And we'd like try to get stuff interspersed. But now we walk every Saturday morning. That and is that a beautiful ritual. Really good. Yes. It is, it is, it is. And these are the people who, like, really fill my – they're, like, sisters to me. And that yeah. is just – I have a Saturday yeah. – I have a buddy who reaches out to me. And it's not every Saturday, but she often will – she'll initiate, like, let's go for a walk together. And I'm so grateful to her. And she's, like, a beautiful mm-hmm. friend. And that's always good. And I should schedule more, too. But I'm so tired. Um, but, yes. But having But having, like, a thing to look forward to is – critical for me now and i don't have enough of that yes we need to build in social things to look forward to all of us Mm -hmm. and that ideally don't involve like screens that are like outside if we can do it in nature and in the presence of another person even far away another person it still is different 
how do you feel about getting like I um that there's uh like an outdoor music and wine thing nearby mm-hmm. and I got together with friends um yesterday mm-hmm. and it was really nice but I know that different people have diff- different tolerance yeah. levels for that sort of thing i think it's probably fine i don't like to eat or drink with people because i feel like the mask thing like i just feel like yeah. people forget about it and it's okay because i don't always have masks when i'm with people outside but i just feel like eating and drinking is like just makes everything complicated yes, um, it does so yeah i think it's i mean in the big picture it's fine and people need a social life but yeah you gotta be you right. gotta think you have to like strategize plan ahead yeah, like how close will I get for how long without a mask? And what do I do when I'm eating and drinking? So, <sighs> yeah. So exhausting. <laughs> it is. It's exhausting. It's worth it, though. You must find a way to socialize. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is exhausting and trying to figure out. So, like, my one friend I go with, like, we're kind of on the same page about the like COVID protections we want to take. And so, mm-hmm. because it's a pattern, it has become an easier like relationship. So, it's nice. That's a good point. Like if you can, if you can do it every, you know, it, it, it takes with that one person, you don't have yeah. to have that negotiation each time you're like, okay, I'm comfortable with this. Yeah. Done. Okay. How are we going to deal? So how, we talked about a few ways to replicate the benefits of having conferences. Like, I think we just need breaks and you talked about having an away message for vacation, but I think we should have the idea of an away message, not just for vacation, but just I sometimes will say I'm out of the virtual office because I think when you're at a conference, it's not vacation. You're still working, but you're just not holding the same expectations of responsiveness to like the office. That's what I want us to be able to build a culture of those kind of breaks. And I've, I'm going to have to think about this because (laughs) this is whatever it is. It is who I am, but when I would go to conferences, I wouldn't even put on away messages just because mm-hmm. I have a special relationship with my phone. We're very close. <laughs> and I just, you know, I'm inbox zero. I really like to have my inbox clean. Yeah. Um, and so it would be more anxiety producing to me, yes. I think. Although, although I think if there ever was a time for me to shift that behavior, I think it's now. Um, I think I could consider at this point saying I'm out of the virtual office today and not checking email. It would take an immense amount of willpower. So when you had the long flights before, it's not like you would be paying for Wi-Fi to check email on the flight, right? Or no. Uh-uh. Okay. No, no, no. It you was would just, just check it later. I'd just check it later. Yeah. But could, do you think you could do that? Could you just say, I'm not going to check email for the next eight hours? I'm going to pretend I'm on a plane. I don't think I'm that creative. <laughs> you could use one of those blockers. But I mean, w- would that be helpful to you? Is that something you'd like to feel like I have this block of time where I don't have to even worry about email or anything? I'm just going to write. For me, it's, I, I honestly think it's more about meetings for me. The it's about part. meetings. It's just I need to block my calendar oh yes yeah on on whole days and just be like i'm not gonna have it's just like you would have cleared if you were going to a conference you would have just cleared your calendar yes that's okay so that's the key thing that's the key 
Yeah, it's that. And it's like just having, not having my flow interrupted by a half hour meeting there. I mean, I don't mind having one meeting in the day, but having like five half hour meetings, like that's. (sighs) So it sounds like you need a week. So you need to block out days weekly, but it also sounds like you need a week that maybe you block out almost the whole week with no meetings because that's what would have happened if you went to a conference. I don't I don't think I need that. I think it would yeah. be nice, but I don't think I and and even at conferences like I would have yeah. meetings with people. Yeah. phone meetings or something. Yeah. Phone meetings or like I'd be meeting people there or whatever. Yes. Um so I just think I need to have um whole days. I, I'm going to shoot for I'm going to be ambitious and mm-hmm. say I'm going to do Mondays and Fridays or whatever. And um you know, over the next three months, I'm just going to see if I, when I can do that. Like, yeah. how, when can I start to do that? When does my, because if I look far enough ahead in my calendar, it's relatively open. Yeah. And I, it'll be interesting to see how far I have to go to get there. You're making me realize that I, an aspect of meetings I miss too, just catching up with people. Like, I wonder if when the next virtual meeting comes around, because I haven't really attended any virtual meetings, that I could go in my calendar and reach out to people that I would normally see at those meetings and be like, I haven't talked to you in a while. Let's catch up and like intentionally Mm. try to do catch up calls, maybe even while I'm outside walking with people I would have normally seen at the meeting. It's a little forced, but maybe it's worth it. Well, I, I will say when, when you just said that, it reminded me that, um, a woman reached out to me, um, I can't even remember why. I think it was a, a, a few reasons. Um, but we, I really like her work. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have had uh, one meeting, but we scheduled a follow-up meeting just to, like, no clear agenda. Just we feel like something is there and we're just going to talk. Yeah. So that's pretty much like what you're saying. And um, yeah. Yeah. I like it. I mean, another thing that we've talked about a little bit is like, so we talked about the day to day and the week to week, but also the ebb and flow of the school year. One thing I love about being an academic, and I talked about this recently, is I just love the fresh start of like the school year in the fall. (sighs) And like another thing is like, I definitely have a sense of like, this is my busy season. This is less busy where I can work more in writing. This is kind of when I might take vacation Mm. and things really get slow. And this is like the new start. And I feel like I've really missed that kind of seasonal pattern over the course of the year. And I think it's a strain personally and also on my family life because my husband and I are both academics. And so like summers would be like our like restore and rejuvenate time. Mm -hmm. And like Mm -hmm. we could feel it. Our couples therapist is like, you guys always do better in the summer. (laughs) You kind of go into the fall really strong. And then by, you know, April, you're like just trying to drag yourself across the finish line (laughs) but recognizing that having an outside person say like i see these patterns in your relationship Mm -hmm. was so helpful Mm -hmm. because when we're like so stressed and like not even liking each other but we look and it's like oh it's march like this is our pattern like things are going to be better soon knowing that has been super helpful to our marriage and so i don't know we've kind of lost some of that so i'm trying to think about ways to build that restorative seasonal time back end because we did not get that this year i hear you i mean i don't know that i could uh, like i don't know that ben and i have the same seasonal thing necessarily but um 
there's no doubt. I mean, we went out to dinner once during the pandemic, just the two of us on a date, and it did not feel good because I was nervous. He was nervous. It felt kind of wrong no. um, and not in a sexy way. It was just like, <laughs> we shouldn't be out. <laughs> I love that is the idea of one of those, what are those novels, the gray, um, I'm just forgetting it. Um, um, the Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey, but it's like Fifty Shades of Grey pandemic style. And like the forbidden <laughs> thing you do is like you go and like breathe close to somebody. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but anyway, I think also just for us personally, like I just f- realizing that kind of the ebb and flow of the seasons affected my mood also was super helpful. And so people might think about that. People might reflect on. You know, were there times of the year that I just loved and I felt really energized? Are there times of the year when I'm lower? Some people have seasonal affective disorder that might be amplified now. And as they move into the winter and they're even more isolated than usual, like your normal coping techniques for seasonal affective disorder in the winter, if you're in the northern hemisphere, you know, might not work as much because maybe you would socialize mm-hmm. more and do more like mm-hmm. activities or cozy activities to fight against Ooh, that. Oh, this is so important. So I think people need to really look forward to thinking about times when their mood might be low and to just yeah. plan now because your normal strategies might not be available. And you speak from a place of experience since you lived in Michigan. Oh, yes. I, I was like, what's happening? Why am I so sad? And why do I not want to get out of bed? It's real. Yeah. 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 That is important because I, and it has occurred to me that we have only kind of been in this in the spring and the summer and fall. I love, oh my gosh, I love fall so much, but winter, oh, um, and it's going to be sad for people who aren't doing their normal, like social things. I'm going to miss my family. mm -hmm. Like that's another thing we can Mm -hmm. talk about. Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. Seasonal stuff. Anything seasonal for you besides conference travel? that's kind of been disrupted well i mean personal travel like i when you just said that i thought about you know my grandmother is 101 and Mm. she because we were in sweden last summer we didn't go visit her and so it's been almost two years or a year and a half whatever it has been like a long time for a 101 year old (laughs) and for my children who have grown a lot and so that's that's a big deal as well um yeah have we given people any tips? I mean, I think we've had some insights ourselves, which is helpful. I mean, I have to imagine just just saying this stuff out loud, it's like going to therapy. It's like, oh, uh, I just having had the opportunity to process this, put it to words is like, yes. Yeah. This is a this is real. This is not me just being a baby in this situation. <laughs> this is like yeah. So for everybody out there, if you don't feel good, pay attention to it. Think about everything that's changed. You've been through a lot. There's a lot that's changed for everybody. Um, and try to think about ways to adjust your life to accommodate you and your well-being because the old norms don't necessarily apply. This is another point about well, institutional rules. And I'm like, does this really need to apply right now? Yeah, right. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So I'm I'm going to do a couple of things. One is I'm going to, for anybody who's not familiar with this um, little acronym, RAIN, recognize, acknowledge, interrogate, investigate, and 
non-identify. So like, Love d- it. this is not you. This is a therapy thing. Yeah. It's- um, rain. Yeah. And I, it is useful for me when I can take a step back and be like, I recognize that this is not normal. Yeah. Um, and really taking the time to acknowledge that. Yes. And to, you know, um, think about it, interrogate, and then, um, and then this is, this does not define me. This is not me. This is, this is situational. Yeah. So then the other thing I wanted to do is quickly, I'm like lightning round. What are the takeaways? Like, okay. Away message or like blocking off days, blocking off time within your day. Um, thinking about like your normal pattern of when you want to wake up, when you want to stop work, when you want to go to bed, when you want to build in time to go outside and exercise, like, have some anchors in your day building rituals back in that you may have dropped yes um and thank you whitney robinson being kind to yourself like if you're waking up late maybe you need to wake up late that's okay you're not a bad person sarah you're not bad (laughs) if you Um, might need some more alone time you might need more social time you might need mm -hmm. more alone time so think about that and try to find ways to build that in easily, whether it's the alone time you need more of or the social time you need more of. Yes. Yes. You I might think need that's more of great. Fun. Yeah. Hopefully this has been helpful to everybody. We... It's been helpful to me. <laughs> that's why you have a podcast, right? <laughs> that's why it is. That's why why do you have a podcast? <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm okay. going to start winding down for bed in honor of my new shift to an earlier bedtime. We'll see how it goes. I I might do the same because I'm just tired. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night. Academes was produced by Mara Bookbinder, Whitney Robinson, and me, Sarah Birkin. Miriam Ock edits and provides administrative support for the podcast. Our artwork is by Melissa Hudgens at Leafy Greens Design, and we receive funding from listeners like you. If you'd like to donate to help with the podcast's ongoing operations, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash academiespodcast. Thanks! <laughs>